This is Talking Urology. I'm Talking Urology with Frank Gardner, Emeritus Professor at the University of Queensland, who's come in to give us some insights to Procar's most recent talk, The Trials and Tribulations of Robotic Surgery. He really outlined his 15 years in doing research. Uh, One of the things that's been raised is people are saying, well, it's very hard to do surgical trials. Should we just abandon them? Joseph, they are hard to do and they often take a long time to complete. But we should uh, identify the the things that really are important and we should address them and we should address them as rigorously as we can and that means randomised controlled trials because that is the way we will obtain the truth about things and it's a truth that matters. Absolutely. So what... um what do you think is the impact of all this discussion around the advantages of the robot or the disadvantages of the robot? The, <clears throat> the robot is wonderful technology. It's undeniable. Um, certainly our 12 weeks results did not show an advantage in terms of the primary outcomes, although there were some differences in secondary outcomes but uh, these were not as pronounced as people might like to say. The other thing that did make me very cross was the uh, inference that uh, the robotic surgeon was inexperienced because he was anything but inexperienced. And as his contemporaries know in this country, he's an outstanding surgeon robotically, as John Yaxley is in terms of open surgery. Um, In fact... He worked for two years with Vip Patel in North America in an intense uh, robotic program there after 12 months in the UK doing laparoscopic work. Did 200 at Royal Brisbane before he started. And when you look at the published literature, there was a paper last year by Oberlin at Royal, and 41% of robotic prostatectomies in the US were done by high-volume surgeons. The rest were not. So, by any stretch of the imagination, he was experienced, and we know he was good. So, that is a furphy. So, what are the broader implications of the, the robot debate, though? The broader implications relate to uh, whether it's, uh, it's something that we should embrace instead of open surgery. My concern is that it's silly to replace, try to replace open surgery. Uh, I think that based on our 12-week data, and indeed our longer-term data may be different because we have an open mind, but based on our 12-week data, it's the excellence of the surgeon that matters. And this has higher, has bigger ramifications because in remote areas, we need uh, urologists who can do trauma surgery, and if they're just robotic surgeons, they will be less able to do that, I would contend. The other thing is, if we... Uh, endorse unilaterally robotic surgery and we find that the evidence is equivocal, what we are saying to third world countries is that they must follow us and that has a devastating effect for health, uh, health budgets worldwide. And I think this is something we have to bear in mind in terms of, of getting overawed with uh, one technology or another and it doesn't just apply to robotic surgery. Excellent. Thank you very much, Frank. That has been wonderful chatting to you today. Always nice to talk to you, Joseph. Thank Thanks, you. Frank.